Welcome to 360 Conversations. This is a podcast featuring powerful conversations with female thought leaders, experts, and founders. We will be digging deep while sharing experience, insights, and tips for busy Generation X women seeking ways to strip back, simplify, live intentionally, and create space for everyday joy. I'm your host, Tamu Thomas, founder of The 360 Brand. Welcome to episode 31. 31. Quite proud of myself. Today, I'm joined by a lovely lady named Rita Robinson. Rita is a qualified homeopath and she specializes in vaccine injury and people who are diagnosed as being on the autistic spectrum. She does other homeopathy, but this is her area of specialism, I guess. Um, And just to be clear, in this conversation, we talk about um, treatments for people that have been injured following the HPV vaccination, um, MMR and other vaccinations. We're not talking about any um, research or anything like that that says you should or shouldn't get vaccinated. We are not having a discussion about the relevance of vaccination. Rita talks about her role in supporting people who develop symptoms that are hindering their health following vaccination. Um, And she'll be sharing some of the stories of the people that she's worked with, confidentially, of course. We also have a conversation about technology and our quality of life. Um, We talk about Rita's experience of transitioning from teaching to becoming a homeopath, a homeopath that now has four members of staff and her husband working for her on a part-time basis, and have a wide, wide-ranging conversation about what it is to be a boss. I really enjoyed this conversation with Rita and I learned a lot and I hope you guys do too. Enjoy. Hello lovely people. Welcome back to 360 Conversations. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Today actually before I even introduce this wonderful person I have a disclaimer because sometimes on the internet we listen to things or we read things and we assume that the conversation is advising us or criticizing us or telling us that what we've been doing is wrong and that is not the case in this conversation. We are having a conversation. Um, My guest Rita will be sharing her knowledge, her experience, which is based on training, expertise and all this other kind of stuff. Um, She is not going to be giving medical advice well I've just given I've given half of it away now she's a homeopathic doctor would you say homeopathic doctor homeopath she's a homeopath Homeopath. there we go she's a homeopath and we're going to be talking about her work and what she does which is to do with medicine and people's ailments and illnesses and helping people get back to vitality and all of that sort of stuff but we are not giving medical advice okay and we are not criticizing anybody we are not berating anything um we will simply be discussing rita's experience as a homeopath and the work she does within that right right so now without further ado um i am joined by the wonderful rita and she is a homeopath we connected via instagram and i was really i am really interested in the work um you do rita with homeopathy um especially as your very niche um you work with people that have experienced 
injury from vaccination and um, also autism, um, which I think is really, really interesting. But before I continue talking and talking about what you do, please, could you tell us a bit about yourself and what you do? Thank you. Thank you so much, Tammy, for inviting me on. Um, So, yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Rita and I'm a homeopath. Uh, and yes, as Tammy said, I am pretty much niche, even though all homeopaths are trained to deal with everything in the fact that if you come and see us, um, we see that all your symptoms are linked. So if you go to the doctor and you have a headache, but you've also got a pain in your foot and you've got palpitations, you'll probably go and see three different people in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Whereas as homeopaths, we see, well, that's all kind of linked somehow and we then find one remedy that fixes all the three things at once Mm -hmm. so it really is three for the price of one hey bargain (laughs) right bargain and often tell me it's 15 (laughs) for the price of one right yeah you know because we see someone i'll see my first first session with me but will be an hour and we will go into your mental physical emotional like we cover everything which is sometimes very difficult for someone who's not experienced homeopathy to get their head around you know how can you deal with everything at once well you're carrying all that round at the same time (laughs) yes yes (laughs) like you're not a lego man (laughs) where you can pull your head and arms off um so yeah so that's homeopathy and i yeah i tend to specialize by accident i specialize in uh, children that have been injured after vaccination. Now, not everybody's injured after vaccination, but there are children and adults that are injured after vaccination. They get symptoms that start after that. Mm -hmm. Um, The government recognizes this and pays out. There is a pot of funding for this. Mm -hmm. So we know it occurs, um, but people are starting to realize it occurs far more than we thought. Um, what is um, injury post or um, injury caused by vaccination? What does that mean? Okay, so different symptoms in different people. Um, so I see a lot of teens. I see many children, girls injured by the Gardasil vaccine that's given out in schools. What's and, that? The HPV. Vaccine? Yes, HPV yeah. vaccine. Yeah, um, and. There may, there's so many symptoms. So while every girl that I see will have a, a different set of symptoms or they'll overlap. A lot of them are fainting, seizures, headaches, periods, being messed up, um, palpitations, severe social anxiety, which didn't was not there mm-hmm. a week ago, mm-hmm. um, to being in a wheelchair. Wow. So th- th- there is a massive spectrum there. So so that's from the guard, so that's quite, that's quite common. Mm-hmm. Um, and in young children, um, the mothers will say, well, I took my child for the MMR, and they were talking and reaching all their milestones, and the next day they were either vomiting or um, had severe diarrhea or no physical things. They just stopped talking that week, mm-hmm. and they just started regressing and babbling mm-hmm. and- uh, and then not eating or s- stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of things that they will notice. Or, and this is a more difficult thing, and this is really 
tricky for everybody. It's a slow decline. Right. So there's many girls who in one way, if they are affected, they're lucky if they they're clearly affected the day after vaccination or the day of vaccination, they'll faint or start having seizures or chronic headache that will be there 24 hours. Mm -hmm. But then they're lucky because they can make that connection. But for the majority of the people I see, it is a slow decline Mm -hmm. and they don't make that connection until they go into a support group or hear somebody else talking about it. So um, this is really interesting for me. And again, because I know that I don't know much about this area, but I've listened to some, I like to listen to a lot of talk radio and I've listened to some really heated debates. So I just want to be clear. Rita has very clearly said that not everybody has a reaction like this. It happens to a few people and those are the people um, that she sees. Um, I just want to track back a bit, actually, because I think it's really um, important Um, to note what you were saying about taking an integrated approach to medicine rather than looking at different parts as individual things that require individual treatment because um, I've had a few ailments um, and it was like this thing is related so um, I've had a lot of issues with my immune system and it was like well this is due to um You've got a low blood cell, white blood cell count because of, we're not quite sure why. Then um, I saw an Asian doctor who um, said, well, let, let's just test your blood film. Let's do these other tests, vitamin D, um, you're um, black, you're dark. Um, we live in a country that doesn't have a lot of sunlight. Even people with very, like European people with very fair skin, it's recommended that they have a vitamin D supplement. So then she did those um, tests and she was really surprised that these tests were similar to tests I had I'd had done in 2009 and there was no real treatment that was recommended. But still they were taking that very clinical biomedical approach where it was dealing with the symptoms, not the cause. Then I had a conversation with um, my friend Lenise, um, who is a nutritional therapist. She's on Instagram as Eat, Love, Move. And when I was describing all of these different things um, alongside some experiences I was having with um, anxiety and some other things, she actually broke it down and explained how all of those things were interlinked and that got me thinking further that it was it was a loop and I firmly believe that the genesis of my immune system whilst I'm not saying that the work I was doing and the way I was living affected my vitamin d because that's vitamin d sunlight and all of that but I would definitely say If I look at 2009, when the most noticeable um, symptoms began, that was when my work life and my home life, the stress levels increased. So um, I had become a senior social worker. My daughter had gone from a childminder to a nursery. She was finding that really difficult. I was finding work really difficult because I was working really long hours and I just had an incredible amount of guilt that my daughter was doing longer than office hours so that I could do what wasn't even office hours because as a social worker, sometimes I was not back home to like sometimes half 12 at night and all this other kind of stuff. Yes, Um so I definitely believe that it was 
psychosomatic. And I think that if we slow down and think about how we're living, if we do have enduring chronic illness, there's often a link there. It's always, well, more than often it's it's, um, integrated. Completely. And not just the physical it's the mental emotional yes, state right yes yes it's not just the this symptom that symptom this is where and this is where this is where do- doctors the way that they're trained cannot fix you as a whole mm-hmm. because unless you sit down and listen to somebody's stress for an hour you're not going to work out what is causing all the physical symptoms so you have a set, so now you've got, you've got a set of physical symptoms. So you've got your headaches and your stomach aches and this and probably low thyroid, bad adrenals, this, you know, you've got that. Then it's feeding into your periods, which you think is separate. So let's take that job. You know, a lot of people have this issue. They're working long hours. Nurses, I see a lot of nurses yeah. on shifts. They're in a complete state. Mm-hmm. So they've got your headaches. Then maybe they've got that stress. Is messing their adrenals, which is putting pressure on their thyroid. Then they're not eating properly. Then their liver, and maybe their liver isn't so good. If they're, you know, if they're exhausted, their adrenals and their kidneys are length. So maybe they're peeing a lot. I'm peeing a lot. I'm peeing in the night. I got to get up and pee. You know, that's all linked. Then you haven't just got a bladder issue. That's all going back to the stress. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the mental, emotional. Why are you stressed? You know, well, because. I'm worried about this, 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 this. Or other people have got other stress. I can't stand work. I hate my job. Mm-hmm. I hate my boss. Mm-hmm. It's another stress. Or, you know, uh, I've just been widowed. You know, I'm heartbroken. Mm-hmm. They're all going to cause different symptoms. But mm-hmm. you can't treat just the physical without asking something. It's about the grief, the heartbreak. How can I treat that person for... Maybe, I don't, you know, heart symptoms, some other things linked to the heart, right? How can I treat him for that without talking to him for an hour about his grief? How do you feel? Mm. Well, I haven't talked to anyone. Or I haven't, I haven't spoken about my, I can't talk to my mates about my grief because this is what I get. I don't want to bore them. Mm-hmm. After two weeks, I don't want to mention it anymore. Mm-hmm. So then they get physical symptoms. Mm-hmm. How can a doctor deal with that in five minutes? They can't. And prescribe what? Antibiotics for that? Yeah. Yeah. We have to look at everybody as a whole, and people need time, and they need to invest in themselves. Yeah, 100%. It's a big thing. Yeah. Everyone, like, I will talk to my friends, and some are into homeopathy, some are not. That's cool. Whatever you think, whatever you want to do is your business. But then it's like, well, I've got this, um, I've got this backache. I've got this backache. <laughs> Why do you see a chiropractor? I go, I know a good chiropractor for twenty-five pounds. That's cheap. Yeah. Twenty-five quid, and she can click you done. Mm-hmm. You're pain-free. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's expensive. Come Friday, yeah, we're getting a takeaway for thirty pounds. <laughs> and also, when you think about the cum- the cumulative cost of the pain relief, and and that's the thing, I I really smile to myself sometimes because we really think backwards Mm, that's gonna sound so judgmental but I just think sometimes if we reframe the way we think and we think about 
things like health as not spending money, but investing in ourselves, what you said just now, I think that we would be able to part with our money differently without thinking, oh my goodness, I could get this for that. Because quite often you're thinking about the material thing you could get with that money as opposed to the investment in yourself. That material thing will come and go. What has really come to my consciousness in a really powerful way over the last few months is that life is really, really fragile. We think that we're machines like literally I, I was doing a talk and I was like, it just dawned on me, I'm not a machine. I am of nature. Therefore, I need to treat myself accordingly. But because we're tied into this productivity loop, we forget that actually we're really gentle, fragile beings that need investment and care. Yeah. And I feel that a lot of our generation... Our parents, I know for me, my parents didn't go to someone no weekly. Like, that would be major. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'd be made, you need to be, like, almost dying if yeah. you need to go see yeah. someone, right? Yeah. That is a big thing to do. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you, And on top of that, if your parents were um, of a working class background, lower middle class, immigrant parents, that just wasn't even within your consciousness. Therapy, um, alternative medicine, that wasn't even within your lexicon. And what I would say also is being a child of West African immigrants, Sierra Leone was a British colony and unlike Asian countries that maintained a lot of their natural medicinal traditions, lots of African countries, the um, natural medicine that was widely used before slavery and colonialism was literally beaten out of the country. So my parents were very much brought up under the impression that the Western way was the best way. And when I go to Sierra Leone, I went to Sierra Leone a few years ago with a friend of mine whose parents are from Dominica, and her father asked um, my friend if she could ask for them for some, some like herbal remedy for arthritis. And my friend looked at her I mean my aunt looked at her dumbfounded like you're in England with all that medicine you want me to be going to the bush to try and find she she just couldn't compute she she really thought it was funny she thought it was a joke um because we've really lost those traditions and opt for something else so my parents definitely did not bring me up bring yeah bring any of us up thinking in that way it was all about do whatever you need to do to be able to maximize your output to get the best grades you possibly can to get the best job you possibly can to work for somebody else and work your way up get a mortgage pay it and hopefully retire with a bit of money in your pocket 100 percent, and that's where the adrenal fatigue we come back full circle you know why are we so tired (laughs) it's because that is so part of definitely the immigrant, you know, all of us. You've got to have some balls to leave your country and leave your family 
with 10 pound in your pocket and you've got to have some drive mm-hmm. and you've got to have such self-belief and you've got to have that feeling, I'm going to do whatever it takes. That comes in the genes. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't just inherit eye color and the ability to play piano. That is there. Mm-hmm. And if they have sacrificed their life for you, you're damn sure that you're going to end up going to the university that they have been thinking about since you were three years old. <laughs> Absolutely. And don't, the conditioning is deep because um, when my daughter was two, she just randomly said, I'm a doctor. My mum ran out and bought her a little doctor's kit to play with. And we've really pumped that narrative. And the other day she said, um, what did she say she wants to do? It definitely wasn't a doc- Oh, no, that, that was it. Oh, well, it was another profession that West African parents would be very proud about. She was saying, oh, I'm actually thinking I'd be interested in law. And I was a bit like, oh, like, I thought you were going to be a doctor. And I had that battle with myself. Like, I cannot live vicariously through her. I cannot craft her life. Her life is her own. Um, but the conditioning is deep. Um, <laughs> adrenal fatigue. I've heard that a lot. What is adrenal fatigue? Tired just tired, exhausted adrenals and our adrenals we can fix them ourselves they just need to repair we're not given the time to repair and i also think this is really key to 2019 mm-hmm. so i think our parents probably had adrenal fatigue but they came home they sit on top of your kidneys or something yes yeah. yes they're tiny little hormones that give out adrenaline and you know, when you're stressed, they pump really loads, they work. So I just see them as little motors. That's how I imagine them. They're mm-hmm. motors, right? And they keep us going. And when we get excited, they go really fast. But then we overuse them. So then I think for our parents, they would come home at six, make tea and flop in front of the TV, right? Mm-hmm. And as as us kid, like I'm a mum, you're a mum, um, just speaking from our experience, when I was when I was young, I was like, I look at all the sports and things my kids do. I, I didn't do any of that because it wasn't even an option or available. Mm-hmm. So you come home, you'd sit, you'd either play with your mates outside, mm-hmm. not going very far, nope. or you'd like watch TV or listen to the radio, yeah, right, and taping all your cassettes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we listen to radio, like radio show, yeah, every day. Yeah. Everybody listened to the same Capital Radio, yeah. six o'clock, homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all listening to the same stuff. That's not happening now. So now as mothers, right, we're working and then come home and I've got to take in this and take the other one here and do this and do that and do that and do that. Plus, we're just trying to do our thing. Like, oh, yeah, we need to go yoga and we need to do that. We need to do this to cope with all the crazy driving around. Um, So we're all in a state. Now, our adrenals tend to repair, I'd say, between 7 and 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. Most of us work that way. So if we're not sitting on our bums and not chilling, then we're not repairing them. Now, here's the other thing, which I see time and time and time again we're all scrolling on our screens now mm-hmm. so we're not even watching tv mm-hmm. when the tv used to be far away mm-hmm. and very bland mm-hmm. now we've got a phone 10 inches from our face which is the same as a torch so that's emitting light into yeah. our eyeballs mm-hmm. 
And that light is then telling our brain, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh my God, you're tired. You better start burning, burn those motors. Okay. So your adrenals burn, burn, burn more yeah. because we're not really into our rhythms of yeah. the day and the night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So without in the especially winter is the worst the winter now we're really scrolling we're not watching tv so we're scrolling on the ig whatever and <laughs> you know then we're taking it to bed so very bad rita you're dragging me <laughs> <laughs> i try my best but yeah. do you know what do you know what Th- these Damn phones, they're so full of everything. So even when I'm not on the app, I like audiobooks. If I if I feel like I can't be bothered to read, which okay then let me be honest, quite often I cannot be bothered to read, but I want to read, so I listen to my audiobook that's on my phone or it's on my iPad. Or there are some really interesting talks and things like that on YouTube. That's on my phone. That's on my iPad. Or there are some really soothing podcasts. That's on my phone. That's on my iPad. And I find it so difficult now because I'm in such a routine where I have some kind of stimulation like that before I go to sleep. I find it really difficult to go to sleep without. So even if I do do the reading thing, if I don't fall asleep and wake up like with a book on me, um, once I've done the reading, I will then go to my phone to listen to that thing because it's become part of my pattern. That's not so bad because you're not looking at the light. Okay. And I tell, I tell everyone, look, put your screens on low light. Every, like, whoever's listening to this, if you want to just adjust your adrenal power boosters a little bit, right, put your, put your phone on low light all the time. I mean, why? I don't even know why these phones are set so high. I went, I just saw my son before I came in and I said, right, what are you doing? I'm watching videos on YouTube. I said, that's fine, but you better turn that light down right now because I can see it reflected in your face. So what, what, right. I've just turned mine down to the lowest. Yeah, that's all you need. And I tell you you what, immediately I was going to say I can't see, but my light, my lights, my eyes adjusted very quickly and I can see. Yeah, that's all you need. All right, or even halfway. I put mine. Look, for me, I can see my whole phone on the lowest. Yeah, no, I've got it on the lowest, and I can see everything. But I would have convinced myself, but I couldn't see. So thank that's you. That's all you need. Yeah. But even at night, there's still you still that's that's not enough because it's not like blue light and it flickers. You can tell this, and here's something for you to do. Say the next time you're on it late at ten, turn it off. Mm-hmm. And then go out of your room into the dark hall and you'll see your light is it's flickering because that's still, um, you know, it's like the light pattern. It, you will see flickering as you walk until your eyes adjust to the dark. And that will show you what has just been happening on your screen. It kind of like flickers at you, but you can't see it. It's so intense. What are we doing? So I... I spike to my patients who suffer from adrenal fatigue and they're all, most of them are teens... I say, yeah, I say, um, because of the phone thing, Yeah. I say, okay, we can fix your adrenals and your thyroid. This is, we can do this. I've done it for lots. But if you don't go to bed at 10 and that phone isn't off at nine Mm o'clock at the latest, Mm -hmm. that is, um, that's a non-negotiable. 
I'm going to play this segment for my daughter because she thinks I'm being extra when I say to her, I've got screen time on her phone. So her phone automatically shuts down an hour before bed. And she's got, um, I've forgotten how long the setting is for, but once she's been on her screen for a certain amount of time, she can't access it anymore. And she cannot stand. I would actually say in that moment, she hates me. She absolutely does. And I said, don't worry, because when you're older, you're going to really thank me for it. So I don't mind. Um, But she thinks I'm really fussing, but it really does make a difference um, to the quality of sleep. Absolutely, 100%. And the other thing I'm hearing a lot, oh, well, I'm up till two in the morning because I can't get to sleep. Yeah, you can't get to sleep because your adrenals are burning and burning, thinking it's three o'clock in the afternoon Mm. because that light is in front of you. Mm. And then you're past, you're tired, you're not overtired. Yeah. Gosh, it's and like I, babies. You know, exactly. when you have to like pat them to sleep because they're overtired. Yes. And the, it's, I find it quite curious that people will post on it, whatever social media platform at two o'clock in the morning, or oh, I can't sleep. Well, you're not going to help yourself yeah, yeah. by being. <laughs> but back, back to, back to, um, so you, um, you work in quite a controversial field because there's a lot of um, controversy and conflicting information with regard to vaccine, the impact of vaccine, um, vaccines and autism. And there's more conflicting information emerging all the time. Why did you choose this field? You could have had an easy good, life. You could have been provided yes. pro- uh, prescribing silica for people <laughs> who have got fungal toenails <laughs> and falling hair. Oh, do you know, some days, Tamu, I ask myself the same, uh, the same, the same, the same question. And I look at some of my colleagues and I go, oh, my God, that could be me not worried about stuff. Yeah, you could be <laughs> in meadows, making daisy chains. Yeah. That's what homeopathists do, don't they? Hundred <laughs> percent. Do you know? Um, oh, how? How? I know. It found me. I didn't go looking for this. Mm-hmm. This found me, and I got into right. I got into all of this by accident. So, had it, if I explain how I got into this, mm-hmm. so I got into homeopathy. Because, <laughs> My first son for labor, I was like, oh, I want every single pain relief thing that I can get hold of, right? What can I get? TENS machine? Check. Mm-hmm. Right. What is this? Homeopathic labor kit? I will take that. Mm-hmm. Check. Everything I could get hold of. Hypnobirthing? Yeah, let's go for that. Anything mm-hmm. that is going to reduce that pain for me. Mm-hmm. And there's a little yellow kit from Helios and uh, everyone can get that. On online, I wholly recommend it as um, because it's a, it's something natural that you can take in pregnancy and mm-hmm. it's 100% safe. So I had this kit anyway. So I'm in labor for two days, two days because mm-hmm. my baby's back to back, two days. Oh, but what was happening was I was getting this pain that wasn't a contraction pain. It was like wind moving across my belly in an arc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was worth then the contraction I'm like what the hell is this and I just then asked my husband I said look can you just have a look in that book I'm in I'm in I'm in the zone now Mm -hmm. so I can't do anything can you look in that book for something 
this is, feels like trapped wind moving across my belly. Oh, it says in the carbo veg. Oh, just give me one of them. Right, so I took one, sucked it, and I tell you, in 30 seconds, it went. Wow. It went, and that was it. You had me there. Mm-hmm. Hello. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am in. What on earth can make that much impact that's natural in that much pain? So that, that had got me there and then. And then um, and then there was remedies for um, healing quick after labor. That was nice. Um, and there was some remedies for, oh, remedies for turning the baby back to back in labor. Um, there was one of those. Did you tell the hospital the- staff that you were taking these? No. Nah. It's not, no, no. Okay. they don't need to know. I think at that point, I was still all into the NHS and, you know, normal meds, mm-hmm. but I thought, well, it's natural. They don't need to know. Yeah. And if they're going to tell me not to take it. I don't That's want them I was to thinking. know. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not going to stop me from it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. Um, yeah. And then I had, like, so the third thing, then I had a prolapse, um, had a prolapse and I could feel oh, it. Wow. And there was some, yeah, and then I think a week later I read CPR 200 and it just sucked back up that night. Wow. Yes, some amazing stuff. Anyway, so that was that. So I'm into it. Um, and then nothing else, nothing else. And then my son had eczema, uh, which would not go. Um, and then I read a book and I just thought, I'll try this. And it worked. And it cured my son's eczema, which he had for like nine months, all over his body. And I thought, oh, my God, this is like so cool. And I tried every cream, every natural, everything you told me to do, I've done it. NHS had done it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... molecules of it anymore but mm-hmm. we know science knows that water has memory so if you put us this is a japanese guy he he melted snowflakes so every snowflake is individual yes. and he melted them and then he refroze them and they go back to their exact same shape wow so we know that they have right we know they have memory yeah so there's something in this and if you know if GlaxoSmithKline was to put in 50 million, we'd work it out mm-hmm. very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm a homeopath on my own. I'm not going to pay for this. But we, we're all kind of working things out. Plus, we know about nanotechnology. That's yeah. out there. right? Yeah. So um, I think they've worked with that. So that's a science bit, which actually does not interest me. In the, I just don't care about it. Yeah. People ask me, have you got any info? No, I don't care. Mm-hmm. All I care is, can I make you better? Mm-hmm. And what do I need to do that? Mm-hmm. So uh, something was happening with my son. He had some he had some weird symptoms going on, right? I all suspected something wasn't quite right, mm-hmm. but nothing you could label. It's just something wasn't quite right. And then I did a vaccine detox. So a vaccine detox is a childhood vaccine that's super diluted to the point where there's science going. There's nothing there. It's just water, but there's got to be something there. Because it's fixing people. And these kids, you can't say it's placebo because they don't know they're taking it. So the vaccine detox, does that rid your body of all the whatever side the vac- effects? The side effects. So, so it doesn't the, get rid of the, the no, vaccine. It's the no. side effects of the vaccine. Yeah. Right. 
So and if somebody had, let's say, um, a um, tetanus injection, yeah. it yeah. wouldn't remove the efficacy of no. the tetanus. It's the symptoms that have yes. been caused by... Yes. Right, gotcha. Yes, exactly yeah. that. And so my son, he was really having some really odd symptoms and he'd have to like line things up and he'd be very... The thing is, he had no humour. And that's a really odd thing. And I do see kids on the spectrum with that. Um, he didn't understand a joke and he wouldn't understand things. And that was just a really weird thing. And there's loads of other little things, you know, that people go, oh, Reed, stop worrying about it. Yeah. What are you worrying about? Yeah. But I knew that thing you have as a mother. Yeah. To keep tapping on your head. There's something not right here. And I gave him a vaccine detox pill. And that week he was a different child. And I knew in my heart I'd got my son and this is how he should have been all along. And suddenly he understood jokes and he didn't worry about routine and he wasn't so anxious about going to school. And everything just everything changed. And I can only describe it as a veil, like he was wearing a veil, mm-hmm. like gauze, mm-hmm. and that gauze came off. And you've and got loads of testimonials on your website that are saying similar things. So right, not yeah. All of your... Not all of your um, clients that are on the autistic spectrum were like had it after having or noticed the symptoms after having a vaccination. Some of them, the parents knew that something wasn't as it should be from the start. Yes. And that's what I say to the mums. They say, how do I know? I don't know if it's caused by vaccines. I said, we don't need to know that. All I need to know is, do you think there's something wrong? Right. You know, I've, you don't need a diagnosis. You don't need a label. It don't matter. That label doesn't matter anyway. What does mm-hmm. that even mean? It's just a, it's just an umbrella term for mm-hmm. so many things. Mm-hmm. To me, autism just says, there's something not right with my child and I want to fix it. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, there are some children that just have personality traits right some is personality Mm -hmm. and you're not going to fix you can't change personality but there are things when a mother says this is not right in Mm -hmm. my child Mm -hmm. that's what I look at and if nothing ever happened to me Tom if I never did anything ever again those four years of training just for that week where I saw that change in my son that was worth everything Mm. so you trained for four years Yeah. yeah four years and then I thought gosh I could do that for so many months. And that was it then from there. That's how I got wow. into it. Look at that. It was it was working its way towards you all that time. Um, now, because of the work you do and because people can be very sceptical and people really do fear what they don't know and don't understand, you've had experience of being trolled and, and have received hate mail how how do you manage that you're just somebody doing good work it's working for people and because people don't understand like how emotionally how do you manage that now you're making me think about adrenals um how that could be stressing your adrenals (laughs) yeah at the start it was hard um, again, you're not taught this stuff at college and there's loads of people that get trolls. I've realized that now more and more I've gone into business. I realize that even like people that are not in the medical, prof- you know, 
medical stuff, what I'm doing here, mm. or controversial stuff, a lot of people get trolled. And I think being in business, big business support groups, Facebook groups, and hearing that, oh, it's not just me. I think it's just me being a woman. I think women in general get trolled. And at the beginning, it's, I thought, right, I've got to grow a thick skin here. Um, and I used to think about the people, the kids that I need my help and the mothers that are crying, going, oh, my gosh, you, this has changed my life. You've changed my kid's life. Um, that I'd think about that. Mm -hmm. And also having, I'll tell you what's really important if you're in a job that you get trolled, having a really strong set of women around you. Mm -hmm. So I met um, my business partner. Antoinette McQueenie and we do an e-course that teaches mums how to use homeopathic kits for acute and we just met on face on, on Facebook a bit like how I met you mm -hmm. you know I just keep following you know oh, like your vibe. <laughs> um, and if you hadn't invited me on here I would have probably contacted you just for a chat <laughs> I had to I had to <laughs> so I contacted her because we were in the same field I contacted her and said oh you know like we're doing and we had the same sense of humor from the first minute and just I haven't stopped laughing since now she's my she was my rock she still is she's a rock and then I have then grown um a team of people around me and they are crucial so important if you are in this kind of situation because you need to go to someone and go oh this has happened and they need to tell you oh, don't worry about that you know, they're just, no, 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 no. Oh, come on now. You're mm -hmm. bigger than that. No, 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 no. Think about all these people. And they just, you need someone to remind you that this is an isolated incident and you're bigger than that. And you're, you're going to pass by it. And by yeah. lunchtime, you've forgotten about yeah. it. If you're on your own, that's hard. It is because it just loops round and round and round in your head. So tell me, um, what is the best lesson you have had from being on the receipt of just people being not just because actually it's a huge thing. What is the biggest learning you have um, had from people trolling or sending hate mail? Like people actually go out of their way to send you emails of hatred. <laughs> Bloody hell. I just think you need some of my pills. Is what, <laughs> is what I think. I think I know what I give you. You need this. <laughs> let me prescribe um, something instead of seeing it well I now don't see it as a personal thing I think there's something wrong with them mm. and also that it's a bot thing yeah. some of them are bots they're just like they pick yes they are they pick up on certain words and stuff right. because you know because you could write something back and then they say they keep repeating themselves right right, right. so there I are bots and there are time to make a bot to do that well, they're paid for. We know this. The Americans are far Is more... Is it GlaxoSmithKline? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Someone along, the, follow the money, <laughs> right? Follow the money trail because it's well known. Okay, so you could think, oh, this is conspiracy. But there, there are people out there that are doing this and then the same names that pop up. Now, they ain't got jobs, you can't do this kind of thing if you've got a job all the time. No. So we know that they're getting paid by who knows what to do all this stuff. So um, um, the biggest lesson I learned actually was to – now, didn't Michelle Obama say this? 
when you go low, you they when, when they, they go, go low, low, you go you high. Go high. Yeah, but sometimes yeah. that's tiring. You just want to cuss them out. Yeah, I yeah. No, you can't because then I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that. Okay, so and I do do that, and then I delete it. <laughs> If that's therapeutic, sometimes you can have a good old keyboard and then just delete and it's out there. But Rita, seriously, regardless of the fact that people can be um, dubious about homeopathy and, you know, people think it has to come out of a laboratory for it to be legit. You're not playing about here. You're a boss. You are a boss. You've built a business. You have got four people working for you, according to your website, and your husband reduced his hours so that he could work for you. Yes. Did you envisage this? When Not at you... all. No. When I started, I got made redundant from teaching. And um, the deal was I can do this because I could have gone into doing supply work or something, right? And I could have done this. But the deal was I cover the mortgage, I work my ass off to cover the mortgage and we're going to be all right. And that was it. That was, that was it. Mm -hmm. But, um, I'm just driven. I'm driven to help people. I can't help that. So I just want to do it. And so it just grew, I think just from organic growth and vibe. Yeah. Um, so no, I didn't, I didn't envision that, but the team came because I had a waiting list of 30 people. At one point, and that's that. That list did not Finger snaps, come on, in demand, yo, <laughs> Rita. Yeah, you're like a, a, a homeopathic gangster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord, I'm gonna get that on my wall. You should. That should be your tagline on your website. So tell me, if you won the lottery tomorrow, you miraculously won the lottery tomorrow, would you still be a homeopath? Yes. Okay. I always said that. Yeah. I said that. I said, if I won the lottery, what would I do? Yeah, I'd still do this because I have this. I can't help it. Mm. I can't help it. I'd be, when I wasn't busy and I just graduated, I'd be in groups giving free advice because yeah. I just couldn't help myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, when people say, oh, find your calling. This is That's it. what it feels it like. It called you. Yeah. So when you um, you got made redundant from teaching, you decided to set this up as a business. What what did your friends and family think? Because teaching is very stable. You know where you're at. It's very predictable. What did they think? Were they supportive? Oh, that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) I got to say, my mum and dad, my top fans. Yeah pop fans yeah my dad's always been up behind me 100 you'll make it whatever you want to do you know um my dad being you know indian yeah you i always told you you should go and run your own business yeah 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 yeah. so he's always always believed me so i'm a mum but you know it's like oh that's nice good luck yeah yeah bit patronizing yeah i think i think they were Everybody wanted to get out. When I was there, that's what everyone talked about and the staff from, oh, you know, how do I get out of this? Um, but no one really does anything about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, oh, I can't keep going around in circles all my life. I've got to get out of here. So I already made plans beforehand. It, like, it took four years. So, you know, I thought, right, okay, and then the time will come to do it. 
Um, but I don't think our, my husband never envisioned me saying to him, is there any way you could drop your hours? Wow. <laughs> Pick up the I love this. And then I can see more patients. And I, I can get this. rid of my waiting list. Oh, my, this, this waiting list, which when I first got it, was like, oh, my God, it's so exciting. But after you've got it for six months, and every time you're working like a hamster on a wheel mm-hmm. to get rid of people, mm-hmm. another two get on the list. Mm-hmm. Now, this list was like a... A weight. It was a stress. It was it was a stress. I was burning out. My adrenals were on the floor. Yeah, on the floor. I was working just to get holiday so I could get away. Yeah, because that was the only way I could rest was to get out of the country yeah, yeah, and yeah. away from the desk. Wow, as a as a state. So I'm so lucky. I'm lucky to have found the girls that 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 I work with. That's they cool. are amazing, amazing girls. Did you and train them up? No. They, I said that whoever I work with has to be trained either in the UK or Ireland because the courses are pretty strict mm-hmm. and good quality. But I know we just, I just met, um, I met them really from the work that I did with my business partner, Antoinette. Mm-hmm. I kind of met them and then, yeah, I've learned so much because I never wanted, when I left teaching, I got, that's it, I'm on my own. I never want to work with anybody. I don't need no hassle off anyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone is hassle. Mm-hmm. And I never want to be a boss because I don't want people talking and bitching behind my back. Mm-hmm. No way. Mm-hmm. I never met a boss no one bitched about. Mm-hmm. 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 And then this organically grew. And we're just like a sisterhood. Beautiful. And I am the boss, I hope. They tell me nice things. So. <laughs> <laughs> But I hope I'm the boss that I wish you I had. That's beautiful. And I What's hope that it I'm like there? working with your husband. This week, I bookmarked it to read it later on. Annie Rideout, um, she is an author and a well, she's a writer. Yeah, she's a writer. She's a journalist and she's an author. And um, she did an article for Forbes this week, which was about women whose partners husbands were leaving work to support them with their business um so I I thought that sounds really interesting I really want to read that what has that been like for your family oh that's I have to say I don't think I'd be in the position I am now if he wasn't able to do that Mm -hmm. so I have to say I've got incredible support from him Mm -hmm. and we see everything as we're we're all in it together no, we all get to spend the money mm-hmm. that's earned. Mm-hmm. So we've all got to make the money. Hello. That's earned. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Even my kids help here and there. They put stamps on the envelopes. You know, you pack this, put that together, go and run to the post, go and run to the yeah. post box for me on your bike. Yeah. Yes. So because this pays for your trainers that you want to choose. Absolutely. Yeah. They, yeah. Although you've got to teach it that way. I love that. I love that. Um, what? excites you most about your work oh easy 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 the texts that I get that say oh my god my child just said mama for the first time oh precious Mm. that is that oh my god I've got my child back um oh my god my child's speaking Mm. from nothing that and knowing that I did that and I, 
you're, you can make a difference. Yeah. Maybe if they saw somebody else, they may not. They would have been given a different prescription or something. Like, yeah. I did that. I chose yeah. that. I spent time on it. I thought about it. My intention was to do that. And then you just get more than maybe what you wish for, for that, for that patient. That is mm, everything. Yeah. Cause your life is worth living. Yeah, absolutely. And so you do a lot of looking after people. You have just said that you work to go on holiday cause that's the only way. Yeah. Well, I, I did. I'm better now, Tammy. Okay, that was say, bad. How are you looking after yourself now, Rita? We know that yeah, you're that... a boss lady, <laughs> but even <laughs> boss ladies need care how do you look after yourself yeah um that took that took that's evolved and you I think you have to go through it you have to go through it and you have to for me I had to hit rock bottom to start get you have your feet have to touch bottom to start pushing up for air Mm -hmm. and I was on holiday and when I got there I crashed for a week and I had like tonsillitis type symptoms and I just couldn't get my, God, my dreams were messed, mm-hmm. my ached. And I thought, well, this is nice. I have worked. I do not know how many hours because I was working from half past eight till half eight, nine at night solidly for four days in a row. And the Friday I would work and the Saturday and the Sunday I'd be working. I was but you know that's busy. so easily done when you first start because you have this thing in your mind I'm totally responsible for my income I'm totally responsible for my income and not just that when you work in a profession like that like I remember feeling as a social worker I'm responsible for people's lives like to a degree I was playing God um that's a huge responsibility so it's really difficult to stop even when yeah. you want to stop you think I might as well bloody do it because I feel so guilty. I can't relax. Yeah. How have you been able to decolonize your mind from that way of behaving? Lots of support, support network of girls that are all doing it on the same journey. Mm-hmm. Things like, you know, going onto IG and following good people and curate your feed. So, you know, I watch you. I watch some other people, like, you know, same vibe. Mm-hmm. And so when I check my feed, that's what I see. Yeah. I'm not seeing buy these shoes, look yeah. like this Hollywood star. Yeah. That's going to make you feel crap. Yeah. I'm looking at, mm, remember your self-care. Are you doing this? <laughs> they do that. You're, you know, you are good. You focus on you being good this yeah. morning. You know, yeah. all of that. That yeah. is in my feed. Yeah. So that is what I do. Um. Also, getting past the mama guilt of spending on myself, because I understand that feeling. And what, I, what was happening to me was, because I was working all those hours, my neck, my neck was seizing up and I couldn't turn my neck. Oh my gosh, Rita, that was social work half my <laughs> life. I couldn't turn my neck. <laughs> like there'd be times that I would have permission to work from home because I'd walk into the office and my boss would be like, how the heck did you drive here like that? But I still went into work because I had all this work to do. Exactly, right? It's so bad. So I couldn't turn my neck. So I thought, oh, my God, I need to go and see uh, a massage. But massage sounds like posh, that's what posh people do in L.A. Mm-hmm. They have a massage, <laughs> right? So I go to a lady who's a sports massage, and um, she's amazing. And she's called Massage by Feet. 
and she actually doesn't have any arms. She just has hands, so she uses her feet. Oh, wow. She does magic things with her feet, and she can just pop her foot in this place and just know. And I watched a film with Andy Murray when he was a... Well, he used to go into these ice baths and have this really bad, painful, painful um, massage. That is the kind of massage that I had to yes, have. Sports massage is my... pleasant. No, it's, 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 um, it's, it's pain. It's work. But I had to go through that in order to do my job, yeah. turn my neck. Yeah. But that's what it required. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, if you have to go every week, you have to go every week. Now pay for it. Yeah. And get over it. Yeah. So then I started doing that, and then I started having a bit more chill massages. Um, I see another girl, so I see her, and I see someone else called Charlotte, Cocoa Therapies. She is amazing. She is a very feminine healer. And what she can do with reflexology is outstanding. She will press parts in my feet, and I can feel those parts gurgling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my most profound experience with um, reflexology was um, when there was a lady that used to come to my old workplace and she would massage the arches of my feet and I would get so much digestive relief. It was wild. Amazing, isn't it? That's the whole thing. We're integrated. We are just, it's not our foot, it's part of our body. Yeah. Mm. But you've got to pay. We've got to get over it. This ain't happening on the NHS. Mm Mm-mm. So we got to pay mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to get on with it. So mm-hmm. I had to get over because I had all that guilt. All of that at the start. Like, my mum would never do that. And it's like, I feel a bit, I feel a bit privileged. That's a very uncomfortable feeling mm-hmm. to get to know if you've never felt that before. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, think of all those other people that can't have this and all oh, that guilt. But I need this to see my patients. Yeah. I need it. So now I'm over it. I'm over it, right? I now yeah. enjoy it Good. with no guilt. Good. And Are there any things also, you do kind of like on a daily basis? Yeah. You've got to walk. Although almost every day I will walk. You've got to walk because you stiffen up. And I think I'm 43. If I'm this stiff now, where am I going to be 60? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's why I hot foot it over to yoga because the way I'm trying to be stiff and the way rheumatoid arthritis is on both sides of my family, I was like, no way, Jose, I want to be able to bend and flex well into my elderly years. Thank you very yes. much. Yes. And I'm, so I saw something on Instagram. Someone said, why do we think that naturally we're going to decline? This does not have to be that way. There are people that are far more flexible at 60 than they were in their 20s. Yes. 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 So we all need more of that. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. Um, Rita, are there any kind of like books, podcasts, resources that you go to when you're feeling like, oh my goodness, I feel a bit stuck? Yeah. In, well... Emotionally, yeah. yeah, okay, business. Mm-hmm. I tell you, um, this woman I'd say is wholly responsible for starting my engines in mm. my business, and that is um, Denise Duffel Thomas. Oh, I love her. There's so much free stuff, and I would walk every day, and every day I would listen to one of her free podcasts. Yeah, she is amazing. And then I did do her course, I did mm-hmm. do her boot camp, but. Mm-hmm. 
she is she to me she has answered for everything if I get a bit stuck in my business I go back to her yeah for emotional oh that's a hard one because really I have a stack of books really like this high I I don't know like 20 books right or a quarter red a chapter red oh my gosh (laughs) I was talking to my friend Nicola today And she was talking about not quite finishing one of her Denise Duffel Thomas books. And we talk quite often about having like three books, <laughs> three books on the go, never quite finishing. But actually, I went to um, Susie Ashworth's Limitless Live event and um, she basically said she very, <laughs> she very rarely finishes reading a book. And I thought, thank God, it's not just me. Like we're all out here doing it. But um, yeah. yeah, okay. Then any book that you partially read <laughs> <laughs> that you would recommend? Oh, I tell you one that's had a really lovely impact on me. Mm. I've got to find it. Um, is it Twelve Women Who Changed the World? Oh, I've never heard of that one. I think it's that, and um, I'll double check that for you. Thank you. It's it's written by the lady who does the she's on she does the Women's Hour on Radio Four. Jenny Murray is it? Yeah, twelve women I think who changed who changed the world or something. I'll check something that out. like that. Yeah, I'll check that. For you. Oh, I've I think I bought that at Christmas. Where are we? May, mm-hmm. and I'm on the last chapter. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very big book. <laughs> Listen, I have taken 18 months to complete a book before. And my sister, she's like a human library. She reads a book in a day and she's like, I cannot believe. And I'm like, I'm just taking my time. But actually, um, a book that I could not put down was um, Marianne Williamson, Return to Love. And and the other one, it was a Marianne Williamson collaboration. It was um, Marianne Williamson, Deepak Chopra and Debbie Ford. And it was The Shadow Effect. Those ones I almost inhaled. That's nice. And The Alchemist. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That is a book that you should get back into every couple of years or so. Yes. Yes. Because it had such a profound impact on me. That came at the same time as the Celestine Prophecy. Oh, my gosh, yeah, they were all around the same time. Yes, 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 yeah. And if you were into that and your mates were into that, you'd all be talking about the same books, right? Yes, And I remember it was all about everything. You'd go home, everything's there. Why you keep going everywhere looking for everything? Everything is at home, and that's the only thing that Mm -hmm. you just remember that sentence. Mm -hmm. And then I read it again this year, and I thought, oh, my God, there is so much stuff I missed. I know. You just get deeper and deeper learnings and understandings. Yeah, it's definitely, I think maybe I should make that my thing. Like every two years, I reread The Alchemist. Yes. And yeah. it comes with age, right? Because you, this stuff that only having this experience as a 40-year-old, mm-hmm. I think, can you make more deeper sense of it? Yeah. As a, as a 20 year old, I didn't. Yeah. What did I know then? I no. thought I knew everything, but I didn't. Just, what I know at this stage, and when I'm 50, it will be another revelation, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But what I know at this stage is I've never known myself so well, and I've never been, I've never felt at such liberty to be myself. And it feels counterintuitive at times because I've lived a lot of a life living by shoulds and 
all these masks and stuff. And even when I feel like, yeah, this feels really comfortable, it's like someone comes and kicks my legs from under me because actually there's there's another. But I've I've made peace with that now. Um, well, for the moment, until the new level of going down happens. But um, yeah, definitely getting older and having more experience and coming home to yourself in a deeper way just makes these books and their very profound poetic teachings hit you in new places. Yes. Oh, yes, to all of that. Mm. Yeah. So, Rita, do you have anything coming up? Like, I saw that you do courses. Like, what, what can people book onto? Where can people find you? So, um, people can find me on my website, ritacarromson.com. Um, that's my main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a big Facebook page. That's really where I am okay. at. That's where my whole, all my people are really on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So if you want to kind of scroll and think, hmm, I want to find out a bit more, that's me there. That's, that's who I am there. Um, I do have a course uh, with my business partner, Antoinette, called Homeopathy Made Easy for Mums. Oh, yes. Um, And, yeah, that's an e-course where you have a kit. You can get any kit, um, but you get a kit, and we teach mums how to avoid antibiotics, avoid painkillers for acutes, coughs, colds, all of that, Mm -hmm. and learn the magic. It's so easy, learn the magic of homeopathy. Um, so we do that. Mm, brilliant. I will make sure that there are links to all of that in the um, show notes. Um, and also your Instagram, because that's where I found you. Um, so I will make sure that's added. Um, I would like to say a huge heartfelt thank you for such an interesting, um, and humorous discussion. Um, and, uh, I will definitely be looking into the various things you've talked about because I think I lived on adrenal fatigue as a social worker and I think I'm still feeling the side effects of it um so I think that is really really interesting um and also what I found very useful is your clarity because I just thought does um immunization detox mean that the immunization will no longer be effective so um thank you for just shedding some light on something I didn't know much about you are just so welcome. This has been a joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Rita. And um, I will see you over on Instagram at some point. Yeah, probably in like 10 minutes when I start scrolling <laughs> it. Because it's we like 848. Are, it's 8.48. <laughs> so you've got like 10 minutes of scrolling if you want to have an hour before right. 10 o'clock. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Rita. Oh, thank you, Tammy. Thank you for listening to 360 Conversations. I appreciate you sharing your precious time with my guest and I. I hope you found the episode useful. I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review my podcast like an increasing number of our digital experiences, the algorithms rule. Your feedback will assist me reaching a wider audience and I'd really love to have more women being privy to or joining these conversations. The feedback I get following each episode is beautiful and tells me more women could benefit. As always, I'd love to keep the conversation going. 
you can join me by commenting on the podcast show notes on my website or via social media at live360 i hope to engage with you soon podcast produced by me tammy thomas podcast music produced by james anderson take care